contar. Un second. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So, so how are we going to become that smart that we fit into the category of Beishamai? We see deeply into the source of things. What's going to happen? You know, suddenly what, we wake up and we're just these deep, wise people. What if there's a type of learning that when you're involved in it on a regular basis, it makes you very smart, makes you very deep, very wise, very incisive, very sharp. What kind of learning would that be? What is that learning? That's the learning of the secrets of Tyrus. You learn them, they make you very sharp, wise, smart, deep, incisive, all that stuff, just like Beishamai. Those secrets of Tyra. Remember we said that Tyra Kadasha is two things. A revelation of deep secrets in Tyra. And therefore there'll be a change in Malacha. Because we're going to be learning the deep secrets in Tyra, we're going to become really smart. Very smart. Very deep. So the halacha is going to match who we are. The halacha is going to be paskined according in, to, to, to be, keep us in sync with the new people we have become. You will step into a higher you. You'll be a bigger you, a smarter you, a deeper you, a sharper you. Paskining the old way, like Basilo, will just be passe for you. It's just not going to fit for you anymore. You're like, been there, done that. You have left that behind in the sand. Now you'll need a deeper way of dealing with Tyra, of dealing with the world. Because remember, the world is sitting there and it's waiting for us to elevate it. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Okay, oh, here's a plastic chair. Great, it's sitting on... It's sitting on a porch somewhere. How do I elevate that plastic chair? Must be one size fits all, cookie cutter. No. No. The world was created for you to interact with it, to extract the sparks. And once the sparks have been extracted already, which we have said in Tafshanun Base already, they're done. Then your next job is bring, pull down the light of Mashiach into those places so you're you continue to interact with the physical world now you're pulling the light of Mashiach into it it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of a system when you upgrade and you're deeper the way you interact with the world becomes deeper if you if you do it the old way you're leaving entire chunks of the world unelevated the world was created simply for you to elevate it. You can't leave it behind. It comes into your path because it's waiting for an elevation. How you do it has to match what level you're on at any given time. As a nation, as Klal Yisrael, we will be moving up a level. Mashiach is going to teach us these deep secrets. 
the deeper essence of Tyra. We're not going to be the same people anymore. How we will elevate the world will shift. We'll upgrade because we upgraded. And probably we upgraded because the world has to upgrade. You know, it's A goes to B and B goes to A. The world world needs an upgrade, so you have to upgrade. And you upgrade because the world needs it. You know, one leads to the other and then back and forth. They work in sync. So it's not just, oh, cute. We upgraded. Okay, maybe we can upgrade the world. The world needs to be upgraded. The world as it is in Gullah, I think we would all agree, it's no good anymore. It's, you know, maybe the idea that, it, you know, everything's, you know, throw away, you know, throw away plates, throw away cups, throw away everything. Everything's throw away. It's the, you know, you buy an appliance, how many years? You buy a toaster, how long will it last already? You buy a this, how long will it last? Everything's throw away. It's a throw away world. This world, you might as well throw it away. It's not very good. It's, it's, it's changing quickly because it's a temporary thing. You know, you, it's like you can buy it at the dollar store. You expect to use it for a short time, throw it away, get another one. The days of kind of permanent gashmias are gone because things, the world keeps changing, changing. It needs to upgrade from its old way, Gullus, to its new way, Geula. Who does it? You do. How are you empowered, empowered to do it? Mashiach. Through what medium? The Tyra that he teaches you. Which level of Tyra? Tyra Chadasha. So, one more point about this. Um, this change in halacha, in Tyra Chadasha. There's this knife that will be used to shecht the Shor Habar. The knife is actually the fin of the fish. It's not what we classically call a kosher knife. It has ridges on it. We call it very unkosher knife. But, it, but the change in halacha reflects this little known halacha that applies to a time when everything will be very strict, but the people will be very, very sharp. The Chiddush in Halacha, from Beis Hillel to Beis Shammai, means you will get stricter. We're used to, as we said, getting stricter because we don't want to mess up. Just protect yourself. Just put more fences so you can't mess up. You notice that um, it's interesting, in a way, nobody likes things to be too strict. But on the other hand, it's interesting that um, if we're going to get stricter, and go the Beishamai way, how come this knife, which is very not strict, you know, a ridged knife, it will be allowed to be used? That's one question. And how come in the future, what will be Nishadish, what tradition will there be? Isurim and Chumras. We'll have more Chumras, more things that we can't do. What, what's that all about? Uh, at a time when, in the future, we're not going to do anything wrong. Why are we going to have more stuff that we can't do? Um, 
again, all the negative stuff, we're not going to be messing up, so to speak, in the future. That's Ruchatumah Avrimana Arts. The Ruchatumah will leave. So um, all we're going to do is good stuff, holy stuff, and add more and more. That's question number two and question number three, and I hope we can answer it here. The Chiddush of the Halacha Kabeh Shammai is there is a time, um, right, one thing to say about it. Once upon a time, the way it worked in the Sanhedrin is the following. Everyone would get together, they would vote. There were Beis Hillel people and Beis Shammai people. The Halacha, because Beis Hillel had many more members, the Halacha would all, it was majority rule, the Halacha would almost always come out to Beis Hillel. One day, and this is my interpretation, maybe Beis Hillel people, a lot of them were out, were homesick. You know, they had the flu. <laughs> Whatever the flu is now, flu seems to have disappeared. And a lot of Beis Hillel people didn't come to the Sanhedrin that day. That day, Beis had a majority. And that day, they said, quick, quick, let's, let's pass them. They really, I guess, probably felt that their approach was right. They said, quick, 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 let's pass them a bunch of halachas. In one day, they passed into 18 halachas. They had the majority that day. Now, quick, let's vote. Quick, what, 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 18 halachas. That's considered for us a very tough. That was one of the hardest days in history. Because those halachas, those 18 that we have, whatever they are, I'm not sure, they're very tough halachas. Now they're tough. But in the future, they're going to match us and fit us like a glove. Like a glove. I'll tell you an interesting thing. Somebody told me that she was a single mother. She had a son. Maybe he was six years old. They were not from in any way, shape, or form. Um, so he was used to a very, you know, regular, secular life. And then she started to become from. And her son came along with her. He was only six or eight, something like that. And I don't know. And within a really short time, he was saying, Mommy, Mommy, what else are we not allowed to do? He was so excited by all the Yisurim. What we're, we can't do this and we can't do that. You would think that a regular child would say, don't, don't tell me more things I can't do. But he loved it. He was a little child. He loved the Beishamai stuff. We no longer, we don't eat pepperoni pizza anymore and we don't eat this and we don't eat that and we and he just wanted to tell me more things that we can't do. He was drinking it up like a parched soul. So by definition a Jew really has a thirst. Not because he loves to not he loves to not be able to do anything. Because when your soul obviously this child, his soul was sensing and tasting What's behind this halacha? The depth, each thing that he was changing in his life, he could see, feel, taste. The truth in it, even though he was a young child, and the connection to Hashem, and it was so deeply satisfying. The connection to Hashem, the, 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 the place that it took him to, 
was so deeply satisfying that he just wanted more. Kind of like the muscle of um, the fox, you know, that sees the grapes on the other side of the fence, so he squeezes through the boards of the fence, he gets to the other side, he sees all of these, he sees all of these grapes, and he eats and eats and eats, and they're amazing, delicious, and he just lets himself go. But then he gains a lot of weight from all those grapes, all that sugar. Now he wants to go home to the other side of the fence, the fox. And the problem is he gained so much weight, he's too fat to get through the fence. But he wants to get home. So he wants to lose weight. He doesn't want to eat more grapes. He wants to eat fewer grapes. More than he wants to eat grapes, he wants to get home. So when we're talking about this child who his mother became from, so he she took him along with her on the journey. It's not that he wanted, tell me more things I can't. He kept saying, tell me more things I can't do. But he sensed that everything that he was doing was taking him home. And so intensely did his soul want to be home that that's when all he could see with any halacha is this is taking me home. And this is taking me home. And this is taking me home. And that's what he wanted. That's what we're going to feel in Yemais Mashiach. Which way is taking me home faster? Beis Shammai or Beis Hillel? Now Beis Hillel gets us home faster and deep and better. It's about as, we do, it's about as good as we can get. In the future, Beis Shammai will take us home to a better home, to a deeper home, to a more satisfying home, faster, clearer, all that stuff. And so we will want everything to change. And the truth is, it says, and we'll end this part with this, that we're going, now we learn halacha forever and we forget it and we write it down and we forget it and we can't remember where the notebook is and you put it on your phone and then you... <laughs> we're only going to learn halacha once in Mashiach's time. Because we'll never forget the halachas again. We'll have it all down past. But all the halachas that are passing by, like Basilo, will all be redone, Hashem like Beishamai, and then fixed. And everyone will sense the incredible satisfaction of this is taking me home in these halachas. So once we have that fixed in place, what are we going to spend our time doing? Being miyachid yechudim. Achieving a oneness with Hashem that's incredibly deeply satisfying level after level, deeper and deeper and more and more and more and more satisfying, more more juicy and delicious by the minute. Creating unities. Unities between everything and, and ultimately unities between us and Hashem. Unity between us and our source, us and ourselves, us and our potential, us and our deepest self, us and the world, you name it, all those things, all those unities. And that, all of that unity, that journey to your deepest self and your potential and your deepest truth and the satisfaction and all of that, your journey home, will come specifically through all the halachas being repastened from Beis Hillel to Beis Shammai. So this is the end of part two. Yerushan, again, before we get to part three, 
you should find yourself the base of Mikdash Shlishi right now.